Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Okay, we're moving on to Mishni Yud Gimel now. Perik Aleph, Mishni Yud Gimel, and Pirkei Avot. And we're going to learn another teaching of Hillel Azaken. So remember, yesterday we learned Hillel taught us about the appropriate way of Ahava, Shalom, these kinds of things, the Talmidah, being of the students yeah. of Aaron HaKohen. So Mishni Yud Gimel is another teaching from Hillel. We're going to have actually one tomorrow as well. It's interesting. He's the first Tana in the Mishnayot here that teaches multiple things in multiple Mishnayot. The other ones, it was one Mishnah moving on to the next author, the next author. Here we have three teachings of Hillel, and this is the second of the three Mishnayot. So the Mishnah tells us as follows. A very important, actually ties into our conversation very much. The Mishnah tells us as follows. Hillel Azakin teaches Mishnayot Gimel. Hu Omer. He used to say, Hillel used to teach us as follows. Negad Shema. Somebody that draws out his name. He spreads out his name. Means he becomes very popular. He makes himself very famous, popular. Avad Shimei. So his name will be destroyed. What do you mean his name is going to be destroyed? Somebody so, that what? Somebody. He expands his name. He makes himself very popular. Oh. Avad Shimei. He's going to lose his name. Now, what does that mean? So there's different ways of explaining this. I just want to take two approaches, but they're really similar idea. Somebody that becomes popular, so that means he becomes famous, people start to know about him, that can quickly cause him to run after kavod, to run after honor. There's nothing less honorable than somebody that's running after honor. When you see somebody chasing after kavod, you don't say, oh, that's an honorable person. Mm -hmm. The opposite. What do you say? That guy's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> you need to run after kavod. Avad shemei. You'll lose the kavod that you already have accrued. You yeah. forfeit because people will look at you and say, you're not considered chashuv. When you see somebody, and this happens in shul sometimes, somebody wanted the aliyah, somebody wanted, you don't look at that person. He's getting upset. That's not a person you look at and say, that's an honorable person. Dick, yeah. You're a loser. What's wrong with you? You're running after kavod. Are you four years old? Somebody once said that the candy for children is like kavod for adults. It's the same thing. That's what it is. So if you're, you're a nigad shema, once you spread your name, you're trying to achieve more of that kavod that you've accrued, you're going to end up forfeiting your honor. You're going to forfeit your name because what ends up happening then is people will recognize you're not an honorable person. Another way to learn this is a little more harsh, which is as follows. Negad Shema, that somebody that becomes very popular, he, he achieves positions of authority, like managerial positions, not food and beverage, don't worry. He achieves great uh, positions of power. Such a person, Avad Shema, as the Gemara tells us, Rabbanut, that uh, people that are in positions of authority, Mekaveretet Ba'aleha, it ends up burying those that are in those positions. Why? Being in positions of authority can naturally cause somebody to die young. Why? Why does it cause somebody to die young? So on a simple level, I would say because of stress. stress. You're involved. With, you're in positions of authority in a stressful job. Stress kills. Stress really kills. Mental health, it causes you know detriment altogether. The second level is that if you're in positions of authority, that's exactly what you just said, right? The other issue is when it comes to positions of authority, when you're ruling over people, 
That's what you just mentioned in the beginning, is very often that can lead to a feeling of ga'va, haughtiness. Mm-hmm. And when you achieve feelings of haughtiness, it causes you to sin, and if you sin, that can cause you to die That's as well. Only if you pushing for it. Not because Beautiful. you are famous <clears throat> and people just like big rabbanim, Rabbi Kavesky, everybody know him. He's not, he don't right. want to do it. So that's right. I, 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 I think you're right. I agree with you. Is that we're saying here where you spread your name, meaning you're pursuing you, you're this, pursuing. or you use the position for your own ga'ava, yeah. it causes you to feel a certain way, but what the Mishnah is saying is that is the natural thing to happen. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you do have some position of authority, you yeah. do have some position of managerial role, etc., you have to be very careful not, not to, to naturally fall into, fall into that because that is the natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. So therefore, don't let yourself become either full of yourself and end up dying young or don't start running after kavod. You see, unfortunately, you do see this sometimes. You see yeah. people that they, they're, they've achieved some level of prominence or some level and then they're running after kavod and you look at these people and you say to yourself, you're a loser. What's wrong with you? Be happy with the kavod yeah. that you're getting. Yeah. You're running after more. You're so no, full yeah. of yourself. People don't look at such a person with, with respect. They look at such a person with, with der- der- derisiveness. This is uh, foolish. Would you want to say, Yosef? Yeah, I just think that people, Hashem looks at such a person. It's the good Shema. Hashem says, you're running after this, so I'm not going to bless you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Hashem is saying, the good Shema, those people who are running after to fame and honor uh, are not going to be... Are not Hashem is not going to give you that fame and honor. So the people that are running after it shouldn't run after it. I agree. Hashem will give it to you if you're not running after yeah. it. That Hashem. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. What's the lashon? Haboreach mina kavod. What's the lashon? It says haboreach mina kavod. Someone that runs after, runs away. Kavod Someone that runs away from kavod, kavod runs after him. That's the. It is the natural way. We know this in reality. We see people, when you're chasing after, you see whether it's celebrities, athletes, these people, they're running after kavod. You don't look at that and you look as a loser. What's wrong with you? I mean, that's not, I mean, and unfortunately, it affects us in our immediate circumstances as well. Let's continue in the Mishnah now. Hillel continues. Now he talks about learning Torah. It's a very important teaching he's about to say here. Udilamosif. So somebody learned Torah, but he does not mosif. He does not not add on to his Torah knowledge, right? So he's learned a certain amount, but then he doesn't pursue further learning. He doesn't continue to learn more information. Yasif. He will lose, it's a simple shot, he will lose the Torah knowledge that he's already learned. Now the other shot, by the way, is Yasef, is Lashon Asifa. He'll be gathered in, which is a language of Vayesof Elamov, like the Torah t- tells us he will die. Somebody that does not add on to his Torah knowledge will end up dying. So what the Mishnah is saying, either way you learn is, when you learn, you can't, be, you can't rest on your laurels and be comfortable mm-hmm. with that. We always have a responsibility to learn more. The Torah is endless. So therefore, somebody that doesn't add on to the Torah that he's already studied, Yasif, let's go with a simple pshat. He will lose the Torah knowledge that he's already accrued. Now, it doesn't mention over here, by the way, I want to point out, review. We're not talking about review necessarily. That's pushing. Is you oh, have to review. Well, yeah. We're saying you add more. As you add more, you're excited yeah, about it, yeah. you'll be able to maintain what you've already had. But if you don't, you'll lose the Torah knowledge you've already accrued. Yeah. No, it's like a car. They say it's like a car learning Torah. It's like a car that's staying on a hill. 
you can't just stay there. If you don't go exactly. up, you're gonna go exactly, down. Exactly, exactly. You're just going down and down. You know? Beautiful. You just keep gotta go up. If not, hundred percent, hundred percent. Next step, and this goes together with the last one, udelaya lef. Now, somebody that doesn't learn at all. That was talking about somebody yeah. that learned, but he no, does not so. add on to his Torah knowledge. Delaya lef. Somebody that doesn't learn Torah at all. Kitala chayav. He is chayav mita. He's liable to be put to, to death. Why is he responsible to be put to death? So the Mepharshim speak out something brilliant over here. I'm going to tell you two things the Mepharshim say. One, the Mepharshim say Hashem blessed mankind with a tremendous brain, with a tremendous koach hasechel, tremendous bina, chokhmah. We have a tremendous brain. And Hashem told us, use your brain for Torah study. Use your brain for Torah study. So if we take that tool, and we don't use it in the proper way of Torah study, Hashem says, what do I need you in the world for? You're not utilizing the amazing, powerful tool that I've given you for its intended purpose. So you're chayav mita, you don't belong there. I saw the Kahati brings a Vayikra Rabbah, a beautiful midrash, he says like this, the neshama, the nefesh, and the Torah are both called ner. They're both called a uh, candle. candle. Where do we find this? Nefesh is called candle in Mishlei. The Pasuk says, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. By the way, that's why we learn Mishnayot when someone passes away. Because Nishama, Ner, is a connection with the soul. HaTorah, the Torah is also called Ner, because it says, Ki Ner Mitzvah V'Torah Or. It refers to the Torah, the, the Torah as a light, as a candle. So Hashem says like this, I put my candle in your hands. The Torah... I put it in your hands. I gave you the ability to study Torah, and I'm holding on to your ner. What does that mean? I'm holding on to your nishama. If you take care of my ner, and you study Torah, I'll take care of your ner, I'll take care of your nishama. But if you don't take care of my ner, the Torah, and you're not studying Torah, so lo aleinu. What's the pasuk? How's the pasuk? The pasuk is two pasukim. One pasuk says, ki ner mitzvah v'torah or. Mitzvah. The Torah or, uh-huh. and the other Pasuk says, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. Adam. Exactly so therefore it's the comparison. So therefore if you don't study Torah, we're not keeping our end of the bargain with his he's Ner. So he's not going to keep his end of the bargain with our Ner, i.e. our Nishama. Uh-huh. So either way you learn, Somebody that does not learn altogether, he's not doing his mission. You're not using your Secha, your intelligence, for the purpose of learning Torah. You're Mita. I'm just I'm sure when it's a common thing when Nishama and Mishnah are the same words. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's That's like one of the reasons. Yeah. Exactly. One of the reasons we learn Mishnayot when it comes to someone passing. What do you want to say, Yosef? No, it's just very strange at wording because if you don't learn, you're Chayav Mita. That's yeah. ca- I mean, I'm just saying. That's a yeah. Very, yeah. Wow. You got to like learn, it. man. You got to learn. Mita, I kind of like shaman. it because it wakes you up and it says, it's hey, mita shaman, not mita. this is as bad as yeah. some of the other Listen, stuff. Listen, sometimes you have people that they, they do good things, but they don't understand the value of Torah learning. So what about Torah these other two important. guys? What's his name? Issachar and Zvolun. What about them? He go walk, and then he pay the other guy to learn. He also learned. Zvolun also learned. For sure he learned. He learned on his own. He took out his Mishnah while before business deals. No question. cannot learn, so what they do? They pay the kolel for kids. You can't pay yourself off. You learn what your responsibility is. It could be 20 minutes a day, but you learn too. No question, by the way. Of course, you have to learn. Of course. You need. The only way that works is if you do your responsibility, then you can rely you'll get half of his sahara as well. Oh. But just to say, I'm going to pay for it, that's not an etza. You have to learn too. 
Everyone has a chilek in Torah, yeah, which yeah. means Zag, you also could be ten minutes a day, ten minutes. Op, open up chovot alvavot. You have to learn yeah, something. Yeah. We have a responsibility. And the last line of the Mishnah tells us, Literally, it means somebody that abuses or uses the crown. Taga is a crown. Keter. In uh, it says here, I think it's in Arabic. Hashon Yishmael. Somebody that utilizes the crown of Torah, this is the simple pshat, chalaf, he will be removed from this world. So the Mepharshim explained, I'm going to tell you a few pshatim. One pshat, the simple pshat here is, if somebody achieves a certain level of prominence in Torah, so he becomes a ben Torah, people are giving him honor, but then he utilizes that honor, the crown of Torah, for his own personal gain. And he uses it for his own benefit. Chalaf, he'll be removed from this world. He's abusing the greatness of Torah for his own benefit. I just want to add in on the side over here. Actually, the halacha is, when you teach Torah, you're not allowed to take money. You're not allowed to take money for teaching Torah because you're utilizing Keter Torah for your own gains. So how am I getting paid for this class, right? How am I getting paid for this class then? So the Mepharshim all speak, this is a big topic. How did any rabbi in all of history or any Rebbe in all of history get paid? It's pretty serious. Kalaf is pretty serious. So there's different leniency is given. One of them is, you're not paying me for the teaching that I'm doing. It's called Zchar Batala. You're, you're, teach, you're paying me for the fact that I could be a real estate agent right now and making money. But I'm not a real estate agent. I'm teaching Torah. So you're paying me for the fact that I'm not doing something else, but not for the Torah that I'm teaching. This is one of the things that are... Now, when it comes to teaching children, there's another wing, another <laughs> suggestion, which is you're keeping kids from doing bad things because kids are nuts. So therefore, it's a different issue. There's a lot of different... But there has to be some answer. You understand? I'm just pointing out because... Because it says you cannot utilize Keter Torah for your own benefit. That's one example of utilizing, by the way. Another example would be where you you walk around like you're so honorable because you've learned Torah and people give you gifts or people give you things because of that. It's not ideal. It's not... The Gemara tells us there were certain great Amorim, Rabbi Yochanan, they didn't want to accept gifts from others because they didn't want just because I'm a great rabbi I don't want to take presents I don't want to take uh, things from other people that's to a certain degree utilizing Keter Torah that's one shot in this now there's another shot here which I thought was very fascinating that Taga is a Roshet Tevot it's an acronym and it's an acronym for Talmid Gavra Acharina Talmid Gavra Acharina the student of another man what does that mean? it means that no one could give service to you if they're a student of another person. The only one that could do you service is if it's your student. Meaning if you're a Rebbe, the only one who could service you is the one who's your student. Uh-huh. But if someone's a student of a different person, it's a sore for him to service you. Uh-huh. The Gemara tells, if I remember correctly, it was Reish Lakish, I believe. He was at a river about to cross. Someone else came and he put Reish Lakish on his shoulders so that he wouldn't have to get wet and then the fellow underneath yeah. would cross the river. If I remember correctly, it was Reish Lakish, I think. I didn't look it up before. I think it, is. I think it was him. And he said, don't, I don't want you to service me. I don't want to benefit from, your, from you getting wet. So he said, but if you want to service me, let me teach you something. Then, then you'll be my student, and if you're my student, you could service me. Now, why is that acceptable, but service from someone else is not acceptable? So in general, we understand why it's not acceptable. I don't want to take favors. I don't want someone else to service me. 
I don't want to be benefited by your service. But when it comes to your own student, there's actually a concept of shimush talmidei chachamim. Part of studying from a Rebbe is he teaches you Mikra, he teaches you Mishnah, Chumash, Mishnah, Gemara. But the final stage, which is very important, is called Shimush. Shimush means serving him directly because in serving him, the student learns from the Rebbe. So there it's acceptable to take service from the student. But someone else, you're not allowed to take service. Someone else, you're not allowed. That'll be removed. So if you're at a wedding and you see a chacham, you're not supposed to, and you want to give him, because he's a chacham, you want to give him him a drink, prepare him something, and give it to him, but you're not his Talmud. If he accepts, if if you go and give it to him. He's not supposed to accept that? Well, if you've already brought it to him, it would be offensive, or it would hurt your feelings if you would. No, but, but you're giving him kavod. You, that's on, from your perspective. You want to because you want to service the chacham. Right. So that's a, that's perfect. I that's think okay. if it's something that so you he shouldn't do, be asking. He shouldn't another, ask it. He shouldn't ask a talmud. Right. Who, no, no, no. Yeah, he doesn't take favors. Listen, yeah. I don't. I don't think yeah. it's, it's so. Uh, I think whatever I could do to anybody else, I could do to the rabbi. It's not that I would give him a glass of wine. I could give you a glass of wine. But not give you something that I will not give to somebody else. Maybe that's This that. is from the angle of the teacher. Students yeah. can do whatever they want. If anything, No, maybe, I mean, you cannot take. I'm not going like, to tell you, go do this for me. No, you cannot take, like, yeah. uh, if I give something special for you, then you should listen. You're not yeah, yeah, student. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I give him I something, so. have him give you... I hear you. that. That makes no, sense. Because right. then it's not using his it's position. Not, exactly. I hear that. The Gemara tells us, actually, about Shimshon Agibor. No, Shimshon, the mighty Shimshon. He's one of the Shoftim. The leaders of the Jewish people, he never asked anybody to even move his walking stick for him. Because he understood that yeah. I don't want people to do me favors because of my position. Mm-hmm. Like you said, maybe if you would do it anyways for someone you else, do it for everybody okay, that's else, different. You could do it but for to himself. ask someone favors because of who I am, that, that's yeah. not acceptable. That's the second shad. The, yeah. There's, there's one person who is, is a prime example in the Torah. Um, and Navi times, Doeg Adomi, who was like super scholar. He was a Talmud Chacham Kamgamor. Was he the Av Beit Din? He might have been the head of the Sanhedrin. Yeah, I could have been. He was so like brilliant in Torah, yeah. but he didn't use it for that, for Torah. Yeah. He used it to do evil. Mm-hmm. He, he, in other words, he tricked the people and said, Look at me, I'm such a scholar, I can't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So when he went to Nob and he ordered all the people, all the all the Kohanim and Nob, yeah. uh, as uh, eighty-five Kohanim and Nob to be slaughtered, everyone thought he was doing the right thing. Beautiful. But he was only doing it because he had arrogance and kinah yeah. and tavo. Beautiful, and beautiful misuse, he, abuse. He was completely misusing the crown of the Torah. Now the last shot the Rav brings down, or Vadimi Bartanur brings down here, is he says. The final pshat, he says, Amishtamish b'shem ha-meforash. Betaga refers to the shem ha-meforash. If somebody misuses the shem ha-meforash, God's holy name, that person's going to be taken out of this world. Why? It means, She'en lo chelek lo alam haba. In this world, it means in the next world. He, somebody that misuses the shem ha-meforash, that's what it refers to. What is the shem ha-meforash? God's, God's uh, you're not, the name you're not okay, allowed to pronounce. Okay. I think that's one of them. Not sure that's actually the the real. Yeah, they have yeah. some really. Yeah, there's also other ones, but but also by the way, I'll add on in a minute. But certainly the Gemara says, Hashem If somebody pronounces Hashem's name with its letters, as well. So it is a pretty serious thing. That's what it would mean then. Chalaf means chalaf in the next world. He's not going to get olam haba. So those are three pshatim over here in this mishnah.
And tomorrow we're going to pick up with the final teaching of Hillel in this section, and then we'll move on to Shammai. So tomorrow we'll do, God willing, Mishnah Yudah.